Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, 30-year-old office ladies with lack of purpose, neglected children with a need for guidance, potentially controversial topics, and an oddly sweet story. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 340, My Boy Manga Review. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts inventing reviews about connectly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, we are back for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful, amazing podcast, and I hope that you have been doing well. I have been pretty chill, pretty relaxed. I'm excited because in one week's time, besides Disney Plus coming out, it is a fun convention that I'm going to be attending, and what are we talking about? We're talking about Anime NYC. I'm really excited for that because Anime NYC is one of the cooler conventions. It's one which is in my former hometown, New York, and... Let's be honest, it's a good convention, which is a decent size of the Javits Center. It's not crazy like New York Comic Con. Well, unfortunately, we only went the first year. We don't know how it's changed since then, so we'll find out. I know I'm using the royal we, but it's just going to be me this time. But I digress. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Pretty much every episode, we talk about different geek topics and tell you the pros and cons about it. Since we're talking about manga... We tell you how the art style is, the characters are, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything that I and my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakin.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, Tumblr, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, and I guarantee you'll find us. Also, if you want to leave a comment, concern, or send us a list for things you want us to review, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirakin, S-P-I-R-A-K-E-N, dot com. Or you can direct message me on Twitter at Spirakin, or message me on Instagram at Spirakin. So, there's lots of ways to connect with us. So, I hope you guys have been doing good and great. I have been... Pretty good, been kind of mulling this one a little bit because let's be honest, this manga was a little not that it wasn't hard to review because I enjoyed the manga, I read three volumes of it. It's just the topic was a little bit difficult to find a good way to talk about it without seeming inappropriate, shall we say. But before we get to the review, let's get to the manga releases of the day, shall we? Because it is the first week of November, and we've got some decent titles this week. Actually, we've got a nice row of stuff. Now, the big thing is that we've got some very unique titles that I'm surprised they're still coming out with this one. One of them is an old title that we reviewed all the way back in the 20s of this podcast, so I'm surprised it's still out. But let's talk about what's being released or has been released yesterday. We have Accomplishment of the Duke's Daughter, Volume 5, Anonymous Noise, Volume 17, Arpeggio of Blue Steel, Volume 15, Black Clover, Volume 18, Boruto, Naruto Next Generation, Volume 7, Cells at Work, Code Black, Volume 2, Daytime Shooting Star, Volume 3, Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba, Volume 9, Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life, The Light Novel, Volume 7, You Have Dr. Stone, Volume 8, Haikyuu, Volume 35, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable, Volume 3, the manga. Eventually we'll get to the review of that, because it's been over seven years since we said we are going to review that manga. But we will get to it, I promise. That, that story arc in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Kaguya-sama Love is War, Volume 11. 
Kimono Friends a la carte, volume 1. Mobile Suit Gundam Wing, volume 14. That's the one I talked about, which we reviewed a long time ago. You have My Hero Academia, or Bokuwa Academia, Bokuwa Hero Academia, Smash, volume 2. You have One Piece, volume 92. If they hit 100 before the series ends, I'm just going to be shocked. I just want them to be done at this point. Um, Our Last Crusade, or The Rise of a New World, volume 1. Saint Seiya, Saint the Show, Volume 8, Shortcake Cake, Volume 6, Skip Beat, Volume 43, Snow White with the Red Hair, Volume 4, The Quintessential Quintuplets, Volume 6, and The Water Dragon Bride, Volume 11. So the one that I'm excited about is obviously Quince, Snow White with the Red Hair, um, Our Last Crusade of the Rise of a New World, because that seems like an intriguing topic, and Dr. Stone. You have not watched Dr. Stone and reading it, Highly recommend it. Also Demon Slayer, but I'm a little ahead on that because I'm reading it through various means. But let me know what you guys think. Leave comments in our show notes at www.sparker.com. Let us know what you liked. So, with that in mind, I think that we've talked about the news. Let's get to the topic at hand, shall we? Because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only, The Wheel of Manga. And it dictated to be that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Hitomi Takano... All the way back in 2015, it's still coming out. There are seven volumes. It's published by Kodansha, or being released over here by Vertical Comics. It is a Shenan series that is a drama, psychological, romance, slice of life series, you could say. And the title is Watashi no Shonen, or as we've translated it, My Boy. Now, to explain... Tashi no Shonen, my boy, if I just went directly into it, it would be a little shocking and jarring, and you might have a preconceived notion about the story. So I'm going to explain the basics of it, and then I'll get into how it's marketed. Because it's the story of a 30-year-old office worker, Sotoko Tawada, who's become aimless in life. She's going through the motions, things are kind of weird, she works for a sporting company, and, well, she's just not going through things too well. Every morning she gets up, she goes to work. The first thing she does before she goes to work is she takes her temperature because a long time ago a boyfriend got her into it and she's just become addicted to getting up, taking her temperature. She doesn't write it, but she just looks at it. Very strange. And as she's going to work one day, she notices what looks like a young girl playing soccer in the morning commute. And pretty much every morning she's noticed this person doing that and she's like oh this she guess she's studying for something maybe she's gonna go working for a team or something who knows and when she gets to work where she at this very prestigious sporting goods company she's got some issues well one issue besides feeling a little aimless her boss is her ex-boyfriend he just was hired and he's being a little too familiar with her a little too like Hey, Satoko, how you doing? And she's like, please call me Miss Tawada. We're not dating. You're my boss. Please leave me alone. And he's being overly familiar and constantly wants to, like, hang out. And they had broken up years ago. It wasn't like this was an in-work romance. This was, they dated in college for a year, and then they broke up. And he broke up with her. And she just said, okay. It was just kind of like a, I think we should break up. And she's like, okay. No fighting, no nothing. She just went through the motions with it. And she's just trying to find her place in life. 
And as she's going home after a regular day, she sees the kid still training for soccer in the middle of the night. It's very odd because, well, like I said, it's 7 o'clock at night. So, so Wilco says, what are you doing out here so late? This is kind of weird. And also, you're kicking wrong. Turns out that Sawako in college was part of the soccer club or football club. So she knows how to play. And she teaches them a couple moves and said, well, what are you? You're in elementary school? You're, uh, what does she say? Her things is, first line is, are you on a girl's soccer team or something? And the kid looks at her and says, I'm a boy. Oh, uh, sorry. And this boy is beautiful. Is super drawn the art style in this manga is wonderful. It's just artistic, and there are some scenes that will bring a tear to your eye. Just how well drawn it is. But Sawako's like, oh well, here you do it like this. Um, but after about an hour, she's like, it's a little late. Uh, your family's gotta be worried about you. You should be going home. And the kid's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. They're not worried about me. And Sawako's like, I'm sure you are. Just go home. Uh, the streetlights are almost burnt out and there's lots of places around here. Just go home, alright? And the kid looks at her and says, You be careful too, ma'am. Uh, thanks. So, goes home next day. Same thing. But it's a day off. She still gets up, still takes her temperature. She cleans her apartment and she's like, Oh, I wanted to, you know, ends up because she's so aimless and lazy trying to figure out life. She kind of oversleeps, sees it's night, like, ah, oh, crap, I didn't do my shopping. So she ends up going out and looking for her bag that she took yesterday home. Unfortunately, she left her bag at the park she was at yesterday. Oh, shit. There's a bottle of liquor at, uh, well, a park. So maybe it'll still be there. She goes there to check it out. And when she gets to the park, there is a very large, creepy gentleman trying to pull the kid along. Kind of pervertedly. And Sawoko says, Uh, you! Hey, it's time to go home! And this big, burly, weirdo guy hears this and he bolts. He runs away. And she's like, Are you okay? Are you okay? Um, he had you by the arm. Did he do anything weird to you? Thank goodness. And the kid's like, No, no, I'm safe. I'm safe. The man said he wasn't feeling well. But people who aren't feeling well don't run off like that, do they? But he's a man and so am I. And she says, listen, they don't care whether you're a boy or a girl or how old you are. They prey on people weaker than them and they're bad. If anything happens, you need to scream, even if there's no one else around. Scream at the top of your lungs. You understand? And you gotta go on home. Don't practice your late night anymore, okay? And the kid looks at her and says, but, but, but I'll get yelled at if I practice at home. And the actual test to get into the club I want to get to is next Friday. So, Sawako, kind of frustrated, doesn't know what to do. She asks the kid's name. He says, I'm Mashu. Mashu Hayami. And I'm 12. It's like, wait, 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 12? You look like you're... Okay, you're 12. All right. Well, my name's Sotoko. Stoko Tawada. And uh, it's nice to meet you. I'm not going to tell you my age. I'm a girl. But listen, starting tomorrow for the rest of the week, it's only okay to practice here if I'm here too. We'll meet in front of the station at 7. Well, somewhere well lit, I'll give you some ticks and some trips, and I'll teach you how to play it better, and hopefully by next week, you'll be able to kick butt. And he's like, really? You're going to help me out? Thank you so much, so much, thank you so much. And 
for the next week, Sawako's life improves. She has a goal. She has something she's doing. She's helping this kid out. And she's actually running. And she's, like, leaving work. Like, she realizes she's late, so she runs. She's dressed more casually. And she seems to be, have a little bit more spirit in her. Like, helping this kid out is helping her out. And she's really doing good helping this kid out. And she's happy. She ends up taking a ball from... Since she works at a sporting goods store, they have a prop ball. She grabs a good ball because the ball the kid has been using is super flat and neglected. And the kid is wearing the same clothes. She notices that he's... Something's going on. Maybe he's being neglected. We don't really know. Eventually, as this week goes on, uh, Mr. Douchebag, sorry, Sikawa, her boss, eventually says, Listen, listen to me. I gotta talk to you. Look, it, I'm not, it's not talked about work. I want to just talk to you. Meet with me after work. We'll talk. We'll see what happens. And so the day that they go to meet, it's that Friday, the day of the test. And in the back of my head, it's like, oh, I wonder if he's going to be good at the test or not. And the way it makes it sounds, Shikawa uh, sounds like he's going to, like, I want to be with you again. Maybe something like that. It's going to be an izakai. It'll be cool. So Sotoko goes there, and it's Shikawa introducing his fiance to her. Why is he doing that? It's kind of a dick move. You're like flirting with her, but they're like, look at my girlfriend. <laughs> it's a very strange situation. So she, the back of her head, because she could be jealous, she says, well, congratulations, you two. I hope you guys do great. And it kind of confuses Shikawa because he, I'm guessing he was trying to hurt her. We don't really know. But what we do know is that as this is going on, she, essentially her, not her world's falling apart, but she, she doesn't know what to do. She's kind of confused. She's kind of whatever. She goes and she passes by the park, even though it's not on her way home because, like, it's become routine. And when she gets to the park, she sees Mashu there, really upset. Turns out he didn't get in, and now he's going to quit. Because he couldn't get into soccer, it's it just doesn't work. It's, it's not gonna be the the not gonna happen. He didn't get in. He got second ring, and then who knows? We'll see where it goes. We'll see what happens. However, she ends up telling him, "Don't quit. Keep going." And she ends up becoming a mentor to this young kid and kind of rooting him on, making sure that he does better. And the thing is that. He brings kind of a a light to her life. But also on the same end, he's become kind of like his dad works all the time. He has to take care of his little brother who's constantly going out. So he's alone. No one's watching him. And he has no one there. And there's a, an adult who's interested in him, not in like in just a motherly and a guardian way. And they both are so lonely. They end up finding each other and just be and help fill the voids that they have in a way that you wouldn't expect. And over time, a lot of other things happen. Like we find out that Mashu is a really good kid. Like at one point in class, one of his classmates gets really sick, and he ends up using the only thing he has that's clean to help her fix it up. While everyone's making fun of her or laughing, he's there. He cleans it up. For her and says, don't worry about it, it's all good. Just use my handkerchief, it'll be good. 
and he's like he remembers things like he someone screwed him over to take care of the class pet rabbits and he doesn't care he enjoys them and he could tell each one of them apart he gives them all names and he's just a kind soul that kind of sucks that he's in this weird situation where it's like you know his dad working hard but kind of neglecting him and well anyway long story short it's a beautiful story that the characters are in a very poignant and I want to say it's part of it's a feel-good manga but the other part of it is it's not like this is not right and they in the second volume they do bring up the fact that what you're doing is not exactly right you don't have permission from the parents you're you know you're taking care of this kid who's not your child not a relative and it could lead to problems later on and that does lead to some issues later on and it's not romantic well from Satoko's end it's not romantic Mashu may be starting to develop puppy love for her over time, but it's nothing beyond that point. The fact it's listed as a romance is interesting because it doesn't seem like a romance. It seems more like a familial bond. And that's something that really just... I don't know. It's hard to explain. And usually whenever you read this, it's the reverse. It's an older male, younger female, and that's weird. And this is the reverse, and it feels better. I don't know why. I mean, it's hard to explain why this, it feels, it resonates so well. It's a really unique story that I feel just at times is poignant. And one thing I will say is that later on, when things kind of go to hell, at that point... Uh, Satoko does own her mistake and she does rectify it and it leads to other not situations but it leads to later on her being like look we shouldn't really be talking we can't be talking to Mashu but Mashu's like please just let me you know we, we could talk or we'll message online that way you know I just your person is important to me and it's kind of like she's like I know that this is not how it should go. So, you know, if I do become a mentor or whatever, I could just, I'll just do, you know, I'll motivate it so that someone else can fit in, someone closer to his age. Because it is a 19-year difference between the two of them. 19 years. And that's a bit of an age gap, if I must say. And it's weird because... There are people I know who have 10-year marriage gaps where their their spouses are 10 years older and it's not a big deal once you're past a certain age. But before that age, it's a little confusing and a little conflicting and potentially a little creepy. It's weird. But regardless, regardless of this very unique story, which I've given a little bit of spoilers from, I feel that It's realistic, and that's something I do enjoy about it. It's not like there is, oh, it's a horrible forbidden love, and then things happen, like the mysterious evil man will show up to cause problems, or there's a character that's going to cause weird, uh, you know, weird uh, things they have to overcome. That's not what happens in this. This is 
very natural, it's realistic, the characters have a great dynamic together, and everything that happens is what you'd expect to happen at each point. Some parts are so amazing, they're great, and some parts are so tragic, they're tragic. And like I said, the art style is is beautiful. The first page, um, just it's it brings a feeling of sadness that you could feel. So without those points in mind i will say though the the um the overarching issue with it the fact that it is a adult and a younger not younger but a adult and a child becoming mentor mentee friend 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 you know it's a little unsettling it's at times if you think about it it is wrong it does have that feeling of wrong. Now, I want to say that you should not go in with any prejudices and you'll enjoy this. And that's true. You shouldn't go with any prejudices. But you do have to take a grain of salt that this is, that the character does acknowledge this is weird. The author even acknowledges this. It's a little unusual, but had a reason for doing it. And if you read the back of the volumes, they have issues and little comics that the author drew, which explain about the title and the origins of how it came about. And at one point... They thought they were going to be fired because they're like, oh crap. And then they, the title, how they came up with the title was they said, oh, this will be just a work title, we'll work it out. They said, no, we like this title. And how it became known as kind of Onishota, even though it's not, and how it was, it's a seven series, but it, women want to read it, and it's the main character ages and then just starts to grow up, and they both grow up, and it's just intriguing. And her point for this is an example of a couple which actually kind of fits. It's She based the whole thing off of Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore's relationship. And they think, oh, this will work. And that's where it came from. And so, you think about it like that, it kind of makes sense. But anyway, I'm getting onto a tangent. So, because of the art style, the unique story, and just going with all the positives and negatives... I have to give this a ball from a friend of Dark Turnless offered Pocky with the caveat that you read this manga with no prejudices. Go on realizing it's a story, it's fiction, and I think you'll get more out of it. So, guess that's it for this episode. If you disagree with me, if you read my boy and you think the complete reverse, email me, zanspiker.com. Let's have a dialogue. Let's see what you think. Let me know where it goes. Uh, you can also comment below at spiker.gmail.com. Uh, anyway, with that in mind, let's get to the part you've all been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one. Not only the wheel of manga. Yes, friends, the wheel of manga. Except no substitute. What is the wheel of manga? The wheel of manga is a wheel of fortune with ten slots on. What I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the ten slots. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin that wheel. Whatever number it lands on, the manga that that number is connected to is the manga review in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, episode 341. We've got some great titles. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number one. Ooh. So, in the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review, we're going to be reviewing a manga that is autobiographical. And what, what are we talking about? We are talking about Blank Canvas, My So-Called Artist's Journey. 
this is about the author who made Princess Jellyfish. And um, we'll get to it next episode. So I hope you guys enjoy. And I'll see you guys next time. This is your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. Keep reading mine. Later.